Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. Welcoming you back to our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. It has been a bit of a minute, hasn't it? Uh, we took a break from the movie show on the back end of 2020, but we are back. And honestly, it is so good to be back. I've missed not just storing up news for us to talk about on the podcast because, you know, we did go on a hiatus. What was it? October last year. Mm -hmm. We've come back with a couple of episodes, a handful of reviews, most recently boss level. But I feel now we've just put out a review for coming to America and here we are with a brand new movie show. So I'm really looking forward to getting into it. I guess we're just lucky that not much news broke over the part. At least I didn't know about it because you didn't tell me. <laughs> was <going> on. <laughs> you have missed so much. <laughs> so oh, much. I don't know. No, so I've, much been, I've been trying to keep on top of it. Oh, there's been stuff. Bad matches there's been stuff. There's been Honestly, the amount of shows where I've talked about something on the show and you're like, what? Yeah, it's a thing. So you probably missed some stuff. <laughs> but have no fear. I've got you covered. But before we get into the news, we'll start with trailer talk. Um, uh, classic. <laughs> it's a classic, it is. But we're still at the point where we're talking about movies on Netflix, on Amazon, wherever. We're not necessarily talking theatrical yet, but we will yeah, get I mean, that was that was part of the hiatus as well. It was pretty much like nothing was coming out of any sort of substance or quality. That's sort of changing a bit now, so we're jumping hopefully, back into it. Hopefully, Hollywood can stick to their guns and we'll start getting movies. But before the big screen, let's focus on the small screen. This is a film that I had no idea existed, Thunder Force. And if you're not familiar, it stars Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer playing the superheroes of Thunder Force. It's a new action comedy due to premiere April 9th on Netflix. And I thought we'd start trailer talk by talking about something, which, yes, Jason, I will get you to watch this film. Uh, we will do a full in-depth review. Yeah, so this film... So here, before we get to the trailer, here, here's where I was. Here's where I was at. Very bad English. Oh, my God. Um, here's where I was before watching the trailer. I saw the poster. I saw uh, Octavia Spencer's name attached to it. And I, I think I even said to you, I was like... This movie seems so beneath Octavia Spencer. <laughs> what is going on? I mean, again, I hadn't seen the trailer, obviously. But then I checked out the trailer and like, you know what? It, it doesn't look horrendously awful. It looks, it, it still looks beneath Octavia Spencer. But look, if she's having fun and she wanted to just try something a little bit different, I'm all for it. I feel it looks, like it I need fun. to come to the defense of Melissa McCarthy here. She does some good stuff. Did you see? Um, but we've seen her in a lot of crap, so it's like, what's yeah. new? Mm, okay. <laughs> so that, but, that's the difference. I still stand by that Melissa McCarthy has a, an amazing role in her somewhere. She just needs the material until that day comes. I agree. And she's done a lot of crap. Thunder Force could be. <laughs> Could be a breakout role. I was going to say Super Intelligence with Bobby Carnaval. That was pretty good. I quite enjoyed that with um, oh, sure? okay. the voice of James Corden. I mean, like it wasn't the film you're talking about either, where she gives a breakout performance. But she's <laughs> she's good. She's good. She often gets cast to play that same part. Kind of looks like that's happening here as well. There's a few gags in this, but I think they're playing more on like the, um, you know, the fact they're like 
40 year old women who are now superheroes. Yeah. There's still like some gags I can already see in this trailer. You know, it's like poking fun at like they're white. It's a bit awkward. You know, there's things going on, but I think there's, it's probably leaning more towards the fact that they're middle-aged women in spandex. It looks fun, but you're talking about Octavia Spencer. Like I'm thinking, what have I seen her in recently? The Witches and that horror movie, Ma. Yeah. What okay. else has she done recently? Um, how recent do you, you want to go? Like, how far back? I don't know. Like, you're saying this movie's beneath her. Like, I'm obviously not as but familiar she, no, with she's her done the, She's done movies like The Help, Hidden Figures, The Shape of Water. Like, Octavia Spencer is is up there. She's one she's of those up. actresses. What I have noticed of late, like, if you go back to the 90s, blinking your missa. She's been working for a oh, long time. Like, she's, she's in so many stuff. films. Like, you're a couple of... Marla's Marla's pretty good, though. I enjoyed Marla. That was pretty good. I've got nothing against Octavia Spencer. Again, I'm jumping (laughs) to the defense of Melissa McCarthy, the breakout star bridesmaids. Let's not focus on the the actresses like the the movie. I mean, you know, it looks like a... This could almost pass for like a family-friendly, you know, superhero romp. It, It looks fine. It looks okay. It looks like a good Netflix film. And just want to give a quick mention here, an upcoming Netflix film starring Jennifer Garner, Yesterday, looks like a fun family movie. What's that called, Yesterday? Uh, Yesterday. It's where there's one day of the year where her kids, well, she has to say yes to everything the kids want to do. Right, Yes, man, with Jim Carrey, but this is like a family-friendly comedy. Well, people, I think parents actually do that sometimes, although they tried it sort of things, and... I think it's all about the kids sort of creating, making the right choices or something. But uh, anyway, back on to, that was the little Netflix section, back on to trailer talk. And this is a Marvel show. An interesting one for Marvel. It is Modoc starring Patton Oswalt's. It's a comedy. And if if you've not seen the trailer, the animation style, think Robot Chicken. Like animation, yeah. it very much looks like that. Now, this is show, it actually stop motion or is it CGI? It is, well, it looks to be stop motion. I'd, mm-hmm. I mean, that's I need to delve further, but it certainly looks like Robot Chicken in design. Uh, this new Marvel series will premiere May twenty first on Hulu, so another streaming service. But this is one that we don't get here in Australia. But since the launch of uh, Star on Disney Plus, I've been noticing a lot of Hulu content on there. So I'm hoping we'll get Modoc. It looks it looks fun. You've got Agents of Shield, but wearing the classic blue uniforms. There's some good gags in the trailer. It looks fun. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, I, I'll, I'll check it out because you know it is like adult animation sort of things. You know, if it's worth a laugh, always good to have more of that. And within the Marvel sort of uh, scheme of things, that yeah, you know, sure. I c- it could be something that I get tired of after three or four episodes. And I'm sure yeah. that the whole season's going to consist of no more than 10 episodes, and they're probably, more than likely, going to be between 20 and 30 minutes. But what's really interesting here, like we've got the Marvel show Hellstrom added weekly to Star. That was a Hulu original show. Modoc is the last Marvel show to be made by Hulu. There's now Marvel Studios, they're making their own content, starting with WandaVision, which is 
exclusive with Disney Plus. So I thought the last hanger on was Hellstrom. It turns out it's Modoc. So I thought it's worth mentioning. Any of Hellstrom? Have you noticed there's no Marvel sort of Nothing. No Marvel banner, nothing. No, no Marvel not even, entertainment in the credits. We talked about it with the trailers. Like when they first came out, it's like they went out they of the way not to wanna... not let you know it was Marvel. It's it's yeah. strange. I've done the first two episodes, and I know they've dropped episodes one through four now on Star. So I am I am going to watch it. I'm just not in a in a hurry to watch it. To be honest, I'll watch it. Well, that's it for trailer talk. And now, this is not going to be a regular segment. Let's move on to streaming service news. I mean, could this not just be part of news in general? But okay. No, 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 because it's Paramount Plus specific news. So I thought, you know what? It's recently just launched in the US. So we could just do a run through because there's quite a bit of news attached. But it's Paramount Plus. Now, some theatrical releases... Wish before we get into the actual the meat of it, so Paramount Plus is essentially CBS All Access rebranded, right? Is that it, correct? It is, and just like CBS All Access, it's US only. Right. Yeah. What they've done with Paramount Plus, just like Disney Plus, it incorporates Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star, National Geographic, and whatever else. Paramount Plus, it is CBS All Access, so it's the new home of Star Trek. So I'd love to have access to this content. I really would, but we just need to wait for that. But it's, so it's Paramount. Uh, I think Nickelodeon's in there. There's some others, but they've incorporated, like it's not quite as impressive as Disney Plus, but we can run through some of the things that's going to be available on Disney Plus. And it is quite a lot, but we'll start with what's happening on the big screen. Mission Impossible 7 a Quiet Place Part 2, Paw Patrol the movie, that's part of the new story and the thing that's happening, <laughs> and more Paramount titles will debut on the Paramount Plus streaming service 45 days after their theatrical release dates. That is a very tight window. Yeah, so normally the what's agreed upon is the 90-day window. So 45 days is, is shrinking it half a little bit there. Literally half. Uh, that, that is exactly half. Your math skills are on point. <laughs> well done. Yeah, but it, it but is. I mean, it's crazy. That I would. I would I have mean, thought. I don't know. A sixty-day window. You know, like take it from three months to two. I don't know. Forty-five days. I mean, but then it's like, well, what's the difference? It's just another two weeks. But uh, every every day counts, sort of things. If if they tighten it anymore, it's like cinema chains are just going to start turning away their movies and being like, no, we're not going to show your movies. There's no point. People are just going to wait, you know? Who knows? We've talked about HBO Max previously and what, what they're doing. It's like essentially day and date, which is a lot more extreme than what yeah. Paramount Plus is doing. But again, so much of what's happening, and we've talked about the risks of piracy so much on the podcast, where you can wait and have something made available to you at a later date. A lot of the time, you don't know when it's going to be made available to you. But as soon as they put it up on a streaming service in the US, that's it. HP copies online. Anyone who wants to get it in that way, in that in that pirate way, um, they, yeah, they can find it. So, so that's going to happen. Mission Impossible 2, Paw Patrol the movie. Like these films, 
like 45 days after a theatrical release, that's it. You're going to be able to just watch it online HD. That has me worried. And I'm, I'm hoping that things do open up and we start to see things on the big screen. But from the sounds of it, just like with Disney Plus, it, it sounds as though Paramount Plus are going to be making movies for the streaming service that might not necessarily be on the big screen. A new Paranormal Activity and Pet Cemetery movie are in the works. Paranormal Activity will be a sequel, while Pet Cemetery will be a prequel origin story to the Stephen King classic. That most recent <laughs> Pet Cemetery movie oh, was, so was not very good no, at no, all. Yeah. I'm Still surprised they're trying it again. Paranormal Activity makes sense 100%, and never mind how you feel about the franchise. Those movies were made for like loose change with so much return. If they're going to put some sort of investment into, into something for Paramount Plus for the streaming service, get an IP that you can make a movie for nothing. Financially, it makes sense. But that first Paranormal Activity movie, I watched in a packed cinema and it was such a good experience. All the sequels, <laughs> yeah. I've just watched on my own at home. Not the same. But that first movie in a packed cinema was fantastic. I've watched all of them at the cinema. I'm wow. that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did not know that about, about you. Yeah, they, <laughs> they went downhill. They went downhill a little bit, didn't they? Anyway. <laughs> the Frasier revival is officially happening. Kelsey Grammer will return in the title role. That's a new series coming to Paramount+. Plus. The live-action Halo TV series is moving from Showtime to Paramount Plus and will premiere in 2022. A live-action series based on the Fairly Odd Parents and Dora the Explorer are in the works. The next instalment of the Star Trek franchise will be a Paramount Plus animated series aimed at younger audiences. So this is the show Star Trek Prodigy, which isn't necessarily focusing on Starfleet, but more of the alien characters that make up Star Trek. But what I did hear, though, is Kate Mulgrew is reprising her role as Catherine Janeway, who we know as the captain from Voyager. So that's pretty, right. now this is, pretty exciting. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time a Star Trek property won't be based on a Starfleet kind of setting, adventure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, even the latest animated series or the... Yeah, Lower Decks, it's still Starfleet. But this show, Prodigy, not focusing on Star, Starfleet, but it is set within the Star Trek world. But it's a kid's show on Nickelodeon, or would have been Nickelodeon. Now it's been... Oh, so there you go. Nickelodeon is part of Paramount Plus. It's been incorporated. And sticking with Nickelodeon, CGI Rugrats. <laughs> it's a thing that's happening. But what I did here, though... The original voice caster back. Yeah. They released like a, um, it was like a short little, it was just like a one-off scene thing. They said it was like a teaser, but it was like, yeah, it was just a scene. Um, you get to see the animation. You get to hear the voices. I mean, the voice, I mean, they sound exactly the same. They like, so that's kind of interesting. The designs are all still primarily the same. They, I mean, it's a bit daunting seeing it all in 3D, in 3D sort of animation, yeah. but you know, I feel like after about 10 minutes, we would have adjusted and, and we'll be used to it. What I noticed, though, in that little scene, not only were the voices the same, but it was also the same, like, music. And, you know, Rugrats has that very, like, sort of iconic sort of background noise 
kind of sounds that they use, yep. all those little sounds mm -hmm. and jingles and stuff. That was all there as well. This was just like a 40 second or something, little little snippet. Yeah. And I was like, if you just close your eyes, it sounds like you're an old Rugrats episode, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm like, wow, they're not really fixing what's not broke. And that's that's a good approach because I mean they do need to to modernize the animation, which for me is a shame. I've always liked the dirty animation style of Rugrats. Yeah, and it's a yeah. show as a kid. I watched and enjoyed, but it's like this new one though. Like those touches are good. What you just mentioned there, of course, the voice cast, but then just the sound of the show, you know, sounding like yeah. that original one. So as a parent, you're going to be more inclined to check it out and then to show your kid. But then you could always go back and show, you know, your kids the the original one yeah. as well. Right, look, we've, remember... got a, we've got a book set of the, the complete nine seasons oh, of wow. <laughs> I've not seen it since I was a kid, but I used to really enjoy it. And I remember one time saying to my friend, like, I'd be really good if they get to a point where they make a show about them when they're older. And then this is like years had... after I wasn't interested in it anymore, but all grown right. up. They actually did it. They they did it. So it was, uh, sorry, it, was called, it was called All Growned Up. <laughs> well, there you go. I've not seen it. <laughs> I, was, I was close, close enough. Well, um. Okay, great. Well, that's it for streaming service news. I don't think this is going to be a regular segment. <laughs> really, I mean, you knows? should have just called that Paramount Plus news. It was just a Paramount Plus. I know, but the thing section. is that you, you've got to plan for the future. And just in case, in fact, not just in case, there's going to be many new streaming services launched. <laughs> and I could just do it under the segment streaming service Well, I mean, when, when Star launched in Australia, we almost could have had streaming service news talk about Star and all, all those. Well, we would have, but, you know, we being on hiatus so. and all, we couldn't exactly so things happen. do oh, that. Sorry, all right. That's fine. All good. Let's, let's, um, let's move to a classic, movie news. You can't go wrong with movie news. And let's kick things off with Zack Snyder's Justice League. This is something we've talked about, heard about for many, many years. Wait, on, this, on this show, have we been able to talk about the fact that we're getting it? Or did we get the announcements that it was happening during so. hiatus? I, I don't know anymore. I don't know anymore. <laughs> Good stuff. But what we do know... Binge here in Australia is the one place you'll be able to go to to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. And for that reason, I now have Binge. I know you've talked about it quite a few times on the podcast. You've had Binge for, for a while. But the, the news here is that the movie's going to be made up of six chapters. So this is interesting, actually. Let's go back to when we did our year in review and you were talking about your most anticipated tv series for the year oh yeah <laughs> and, and what did you have as one of your choices was it was it this <laughs> it was confusing because whether it was well, snyder we or warner yeah. brothers they were backed for the ping is it a movie is it a mini series like what is it but what we do know it's going to be a four hour movie and it's going to be broken up into six chapters. So we start with Don't Count on It, Batman, Age of Heroes, Beloved Mother, Beloved Son, Change Machine, All the King's Horses, Something Darker. And that's it. Those six chapters are going to make up the four-hour 
Snyder Cut. All right. Are we excited? Are we excited? <laughs> I'm still very excited for it. And, uh, and depending on when you're listening to this uh, episode or when it gets posted, when we're recording it, 10 days, 10 days to go. I'm excited, man. Not a lot of time at all. Like, I know people that are booking the day off work. Like, they're into it. <laughs> they want to make I mean, sure yeah. that they are at home. Yeah, where is for me, though, slot. <laughs> it's going to be March 18th, the evening, and I'm thinking Red Bull. Other energy drinks are available, but I'm thinking Red Bull. I'm not going to be able to put it on straight away. It's going to be late at night. It's like... The 18th is a Thursday for us. It is. It is, yeah. I mean, it's a Thursday for everyone. But um, That's true. <laughs> like, what do I do with that? What I'm do watch- I do? All I know, I, I'm watching it on Thursday. That is the day that I'm watching it. I, We've waited I, this I just, long. I'm not going to wait until the 19th or the 20th. I want to watch it as one. And I, I feel like I just don't think, with my lifestyle now, I don't think I, could, I can do it on a Thursday night. Probably not even a Friday night. I'll be too, unless, oh, maybe. I'm doing it, man. You put the idea, man, to go back and rewatch Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition. And I yep. rewatched a three hour cut of Batman v Superman last night. I put it on at, oh, what time did I put it on? I put it on about 11. So by two, I was done. And I did it in one sitting. That's just three hours. So I've got like another 60 minutes. I can do it. I'm going to watch it on the 18th. There's no way that I'm not. And because I've done Man of Steel and BVS ahead of time, just to get the full experience, I'm also going to rewatch Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, watch the Snyder Cut, and then carry on, ignore the original cut of Justice League, and watch all the movies through to Birds of Prey. So I'm going to get the I full. You, we we discussed ETU this off I told you, don't worry about Suicide Squad. One, like, just do the Snyder movie. To. I know, and and that's what I was going to do, but I'm way ahead of schedule. <laughs> way ahead of schedule. So <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead, go ahead and do it. But there we go. Like, Zack Snyder's Justice League. We we are so close. I completely forgot how uh, movie show works. <laughs> you take it in terms of which show. Yeah, movie, yeah. Movies. I I don't know. I, I thought you. It's because I did. Close. I did the Paramount Plus bit. Yeah, I just thought I'd just sit back and just tune in. I'm not anyway. doing that for the whole show. Everybody gets sick of my voice. <laughs> uh, we're still we're still talking Superman though. Ta Nahisi Coates will write a new Superman movie for DC and Warner Brothers. JJ uh, Abrams' Bad Robot will produce the project. Uh, what's interesting about this, though, the project is being set up as a black Superman story, something Michael B. Jordan tried to do uh, with the studio back in 2019. What are your thoughts here? Are we, are we thinking this is a standalone, uh, much like the much like that Joker film, much like the Batman, uh, Matt Reeves' Batman movie will be? No, because based on something that Coates had said... He's talking about working within the DCEU. So it's part of what they started with Man of Steel and, a bit, and the world that they've been building since. Okay. This sounds very interesting. And, and this is, for me, a case of we're not looking at replacing Henry Cavill. There's still 
a chance that he can return to We're just looking at a, character a, a new character. Day. Yeah. A new character. And there's two there's two choices with this. I think more than likely that they're gonna go for the character Val Zod. Who is he was introduced um back in 2014, Earth Two comic issue nineteen, written by Tom Taylor, art by Nicholas Scott, and is a brand new character. So Earth 2, it's a different take on characters of Earth 1. And in that world, you had a character named Val Zod who did become Superman, and he was a black Superman. I think more than likely, that's that's what they're going to do. The other option, though, created by Grant Morrison and Doug Mankey, you've got Calvin Harris as President Superman. He first appeared in 2009's Final Crisis, and he comes from Earth-23. So there's literally a comic where characters refer to Superman as President Superman because he's the president of the United States and Superman. I think they're going to do Valzod if they, if they do it this way. And Seems like the list. Still, still your story, yeah. <laughs> it does, but they're opening it up, the multiverse, like we had in the the Crisis and Infinite Earths TV crossover, Ezra Miller, as the Flash, appear alongside Grant Gustin, the Flash. They've already opened it up. So they can continue to tell this story, again, going back to Man of Steel, and introduce these new characters. But if they choose to at a later date, Henry Cavill can still come back as Superman. So it doesn't have to be one or the other. And it's not necessarily them talking about retelling Kal-El's origin, but now he's black. It's a different thing. It's not one or the other. Yeah, and that's good. But I mean, do you know what? It's just... I know you're still crying out for it. Where's, where's that Man of Steel too? Where's of that course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, again, I watched Man of Steel again the other day. Bloody good. Good film. Good film. And every time I watch it, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, though, we mentioned J.J. Abrams there. So this isn't his first time trying to make a Superman film. Remember they talked about, oh, I think McGee was going to direct years ago, a Superman film called Flyby. It was early 2000s, and it was going to be a film that drastically changed Superman to the point where he would be a different character. So that was JJ attached. So that was the first time he tried to make a Superman film, but that was shelved in favor of Brian Singer's Superman Returns, which came out in 2006. But either way, we're getting new Superman. So I am excited about that. We've got some Flash movie news. Sasha Kelly will make her debut as Supergirl in the Flash movie. We could be having Val Zod, but we're definitely getting a Supergirl on the big screen. Callie is the first Latina actress to play Supergirl in a live-action film. Some fans are getting upset that the actress doesn't have blonde hair. That's okay. She doesn't need to have blonde hair. She's an alien. She can have whatever colour hair she wants. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing with Superman, Supergirl, all them Kryptonians, or Kryptonians. Whatever. Yeah, Kryptonians. <laughs> I just I wanted to I wanted to channel a little bit of Marlon Brando, but uh, didn't really From work. Planet um, Krypton, Krypton, Krypton. Uh, yeah, like yeah, they're aliens. 
Like, what is their biology? We don't know. They're traditionally, okay totally they're okay. Totally traditionally, different. yeah, you know, drawn as white, all that kind of stuff, blonde hair. But you know what? People are having an issue. Well, not, in fact, you know, not a lot of people. But I've seen some comments online, but there's always going to be comments online. Look, as long as, a, the, but the comments are about a Latina actress playing Supergirl. I don't think those same people had an issue with a British actress, actress, actor even playing Superman, <laughs> Henry Cavill. He's British. Nobody if a British actress was playing Superman, we'd have we'd be having a different conversation. <laughs> yes. but, I mean, but you get my point, though. So, uh, whether it's a Latina actress or a British yeah, actor, at the end of the day, as long as whoever's playing them, whatever changes they make, or I say changes changes to what's traditionally in the comic, as long as it doesn't fundamentally change the character, it, it really, doesn't really matter. It really, I mean, it, come it on, it it doesn't. And if there's an accent, that's okay, because on Earth. You go to different parts of the earth, you get different accents. Mm. The same could be said of Krypton. Like, broader casting is a good thing. Like, and yeah, did you see that video that the director put up where he told the actress that she actually got the part? It was a really sweet video where he was oh, like, no. can you fly? And she's like, I can if you want me to. And, and it led to her being told like live, or I don't know if it was live, but it was uploaded online, that she got the part and she just like fell apart with joy. Like, it's... So I'm I'm excited. This Flash film, we've been talking about it almost for as long as we've been doing the podcast, like many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's finally properly like ramping up and introducing a character like Supergirl is, is very exciting. And it's interesting that the final season of the TV show is about to air and that'll wrap it's, and then they shoot almost, yeah. Mm, that's right uh, but it looks like we need uh maybe some more latino superheroes uh blue beetle there we go uh charm city kings director angel manuel soto will helm blue beetle and this will be the first dc film to focus on a latino superhero and this is not the first blue beetle not even the second i think this is the third blue beetle this is going to focus on teenager jaime reyes and he's been in the Young Justice cartoon. He's been in the comics for like a number of years. Yeah, should be cool. And it's something that we've not had, a character we've had as part of these DC films. So it's good. Now, the next story is a Marvel one. And for the longest time, it was going to be the first story. But then the DC stories were just piling up. And I know I often favor DC over Marvel when prepping the stories. But I've got just one Marvel one, so here we go. Spider-Man, <laughs> No Way Home, official title. Anyway, what else we got? What's the next story? <laughs> let's, let's talk about this one, because the cast are having a bit of fun with this. We were getting, was it Tom Holland initially? He put up a, Yeah, he did. He alluded to Phone Home. Phone Home, that's right. Bit of an ET reference there. Yep. I think Zendaya did Home Slice. Yes. I think one she had and then um uh, what's his name Batalon. i can't remember his first name um the other one the one that plays ned leads he posted homewrecker i mean we knew that any one of them could have been the title because it was <laughs> crucial that home was going to feature because that's what they do there's it's like the sony marvel movies need to have Spider-Man and Home in the title somewhere. Yeah, looking back, like now that we have the three titles officially now, this third one, No Way Home. Looking back, I'm like, I think 
sticking with the home in the title was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, like, what's the it's point of it? <laughs> it's very restricting. Yeah. At the end of like at the end of the day, a title is just a title; doesn't affect anything. But oh, I, don't it's, it's, I don't know. You need to have a good title. It's just you don't need to. It doesn't affect. Oh, it's good it, to have a. Fun. It doesn't make the movie. It doesn't make the movie any better or any worse. But uh, yeah, a good I title think, is always yeah. good. I mean, they could have just done what Sam Raimi did: is add the number Spider Man Two, <laughs> Spider Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. All these Tom Holland Spider Man movie titles are better than Rise of Electro. Never liked that as a. That was never actually title. the title, though, was it? Of course, it? It, yes, officially. Really? The Amazing yeah. Spider Man 2 Rise of Electro. Mouthful. But this no. one works pretty well. Spider Man No Way Home. And I like it. Do Hopefully, we it think... means he's going to branch out and just cut ties with everybody. And just be his own <laughs> hero and not rely on the MCU. That's my hope. <laughs> Next minute, he's having he's having tea with Doctor Strange. There it is, mm-hmm. uh, leading into the multiverse of madness and all that rubbish. Heaps of rumors, heaps of rumors. You know, during our hiatus of, of things popping up with with the Spider Man movie as well. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that there's no confirmation that you know any old Spider Man actors are coming back. No, at just this villains. Stage. Just some villains. villains. villains we don't know what they're doing with those villains. If it's a new take on their old character, I don't know, it could be something interesting. But I've already had more than enough of Jamie Foxx as Electra. <laughs> more than enough. What we're getting. He more. has more room to rise. <laughs> he oh, needs more geez. room. To rise. <laughs> oh, look, I'm, I'm expecting to see lots of uh, No Way Home news popping up through our movie shows. So I'll save all my bitching for <laughs> for that. All right, so The Grey Man, uh, the Russo Brothers' next uh, project will receive Netflix's biggest budget to date and is expected to launch an all-new franchise. That's a bit of forward thinking there. So The Grey Man, if you didn't know, is based on the debut novel by Mark Greeny, which was published in 2009 by uh, Jove Books. Um, It's also the first novel to feature the grey man, freelance assassin and former CIA operative Court Gentry. The action thriller will follow Gentry, played by Ryan Gosling, as he's hunted across the globe by Lloyd Hansen, who will be played by Chris Evans, a former cohort uh, at the CIA. The film is based on the first instalment of the book series. So are you familiar with this at all? Because for me personally, this is all... All new to me. Yeah, no, all brand new stuff. But what's notable is that the impressive cast that they managed to put together, you mentioned Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans. They've also got Billy Bob Thornton and heaps of other people in this movie, and it just keeps growing and growing. And the Russo brothers have been working with Netflix previously, Extraction with Chris Hemsworth. Which, you know, for the most part was, you know, pretty fun. And that one's getting a sequel. But this is Russo's making action movies away from the MCU. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think they need, I mean, yeah, Extraction was okay. I, it is getting a sequel, but it wasn't. Uh, it, was it, okay. was it was okay. It was the stunts. You, you watch it for the stunts. And, you know, you know yeah. Chris Hemsworth is always Chris Hemsworth. And he gives a good performance. Um, but yeah. this, you know, could be interesting. But again, like, you know, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and, you know, I'll be interested to see, you know, this one develop. 
We've mentioned Star Trek already, but we've got talks of Star Trek being back on the big screen. A new movie is in the works from J.J. Abrams and Star Trek Discovery writer Kalinda Vasquez. So this is pretty cool. Uh, we've heard for a long time that Tarantino is apparently making an R-rated Star Trek film that is now not happening and that was never gonna happen come no, on no no <laughs> i think it's something that he made like one offhand remark to somebody and everybody ran with that story but it was talked about for quite a while but i'm really enjoying and i've said on the podcast many times star trek on the small screen but it would be good to see it on the big screen again there's no confirmation if this is the reboot cast you know chris pine well, that, well that's the thing Zachary like, quinto jj you know, abrams i mean he he brought that all to life, didn't he? That was his. Yeah. Yeah, that was his thing. So, I mean, yeah, could be. I mean, or, or, it sounds like it is, but there's just no confirmation. All we know. He might be, maybe he might be doing, taking the same approach, but like a different generation, you know, go to a different a time frame. Generation, maybe. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Like, but yeah. like a, with like the, like a reboot cast. But like of the next generation. Yeah, like a young bald man, Picard. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that's what it is. But all we know is that... James McAvoy could play Picard. Yes, I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, again, like we're getting so much Star Trek on the small screen. It's incredible. But it would be good to see it on the big screen again. And if they are going to do it, why not make that fourth movie and, you know, continue with the original cast or a rebooted next-gen cast, like you said. Yeah, just keep going. Then he can move on to what's after that? With Voyager. Nope, you missed DS9. Can't forget Deep Space Nine. Oh. Then Voyager. Then Enterprise. Voyager. Right. But we don't need to go that far. Let's just That's... do next gen. <laughs> <laughs> or let's just do the next right. story. I don't know. What yeah, let's do Dungeons and Dragons. Um Hugh Grant and Sophia Lillis have joined the cast for the live-action Dungeons & Dragons movie. Uh, Grant will play the lead villain in the film. A Hugh Grant villain. There we go. Uh, The pair join a stellar cast, which includes Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, Reggie Jean Page, and Justice Smith. Honestly, you had me at Hugh Grant being in a Dungeons & Dragons movie. It's ridiculous, but I want to see it. And Sophia Lillis, like she's, you know, getting more and more work nowadays and it's a decent cast. Dungeons and Dragons, probably what I'm more familiar with is the animated series from the 80s. I know it's not going to be that, but that's a show that I used to enjoy. And then years later, it was a movie, movie, didn't they? It did. Was it 2000 or early 2000s? Justin Whaling. Wasn't that shocking? Jeremy Irons, terrible, but I had it on DVD and I enjoyed it. I don't know why. I've not seen it in years and I don't plan on revisiting it. But this, you know, it's D&D, it's the, the board game. To, to, wait to be honest, day, if, if you just together. came to me and was like, hey, they're making a Dungeons and Dragons movie, are you interested? Like, just based on literally that statement alone, I'd be like, nah. But this cast, man... Like, it yeah. kind of just puts it on my radar. And it's like, okay, is this something I should be checking out and interested in and it's following? The, it's so, the cast for me. Like, Hugh Grant doesn't make this type of film. He just doesn't. 
but he is now so i am ah. i am there for it and we've got some casting news for the live action pinocchio joseph gordon levitt will play jiminy cricket and cynthia arrivo will play the blue fairy joining tom hanks as geppetto some more live action disney you know a couple of days ago i re-watched the jungle book like my youngest wanted to watch it and she had the choice between the animated classic and the live action one. And she wanted to see the one with real people in it or one real person, should I say. And <laughs> yeah, I've seen it twice now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I watched Cinderella recently as well, the Kenneth Branagh directed one. Yeah. So, you know, they, they tend to do a decent job with the live action Disney film. So Pinocchio, I wanted to give it a go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had me like uh, it, the movies had me at Tom. I mean, I would have said it anyway. It's a live action Pinocchio, but um, yeah, no, it had me at Tom Hanks as Geppetto. I did Joseph, Joseph Gordon Levitt. I mean, that's therefore uh, more familiar with in, in this scenario here. But um, playing a Jiminy Cricket, I'm guessing it'll probably be his voice. I'm, I'm assuming Jiminy Cricket will be. I don't know, looking like a cricket. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, in be, that case, it'd be the voice. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably be like a sort of realistic s kind of animation CGI kind of creature. I'm guessing with a hat. Did you have any cricket wear a hat? He did have a hat, like a top hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so it's probably just his voice, but that's all right. Maybe some stop, you know, some uh, motion capture or something. Very exciting stuff. Um, Paddington Three is officially in the works. That's the news. But there's a third one coming. I I am here for it. Those first two movies are fantastic. They are so much fun. I've watched them multiple times with my kids, and they they are great movies. So it's good to hear that they're making a third one. I'm blanking on the director's name who like closely developed those first two movies, but unfortunately he's no longer attached but the movie's going to go ahead without him hopefully we have the original cast returning from those first two movies but Paddington they're such good movies and although they're not necessarily set at Christmas they play really well as Christmas time movies they uh, Paul King a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Paul King yes he's off developing something else like maybe Willy Wonka or he's doing something um but yeah Paddington 3 so it's good to hear that we're getting a third one. And I'm pretty sure it still has the percentage. If you look on Rotten Tomatoes for Paddington 2, it's 100% critic score. It's pretty... Well-deserved. Pretty well good. Yeah, oh, man, it's Army such movie. a good movie. Well, that's it for movie news. Now on to TV news. Superman and Lois has been renewed for season two. So happy what are we, two episodes, to see we're two episodes in, aren't we? It was after the first episode, the pilot only. Mm. Based on the pilot, they renewed it for a full second season. I think the first season's made up of around 17 episodes. So not quite 20, early 20s that they get for a CW show normally. But still, after the pilot, they've gone, you know what? Let's make more of this. And I'm really... No, I'm sure Really happy. Look, I, you know, I'm I'm well behind in my Arrowverse stuff, right? But I, I checked out this first episode of this um, Superman and Lois show. Um, uh, like, I have no context with obviously the situation. I've just sort of jumped into it, and it it, it gives you enough to sort of 
springboard you off, but apparently yeah. it's 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 not really in continuity. I mean, it really. is really no, it is it is like there was a planned um, Batwoman crossover with new Batwoman Ryan Wilder as part of season two of that show, um, but they couldn't make it happen due to COVID restrictions. But no, it very much is an Arrowverse show. But the the smart approach and the one they took is that it's not tied down by all of that. Like if you yeah. know what's come before, you're along for the journey. But like yourself, whether you've not seen any of the other shows or you're behind, it doesn't like disrupt your experience. You can watch it as a new pilot of a new show. I mean, this takes place after the crossover crisis and infinite earths. There were some changes there. So this show just coming fresh, like when we last spent time with Superman as part of Supergirl, him, like Superman and Lois only had baby Jonathan. That was it. But now there's Jordan and the teenagers. So the timeline is a little bit out, I guess, but things have been changed. So I would say this very much is still in continuity with the Arrowverse. Uh, But since Crisis some changes have been made on all shows. And I guess the change made here is that Lois and Clark met earlier, they had kids earlier, and instead of it being one kid, it's two. But the show itself, I've seen the pilot, I've seen episode two, and it's brilliant. I'm here for it, really enjoying it. Now, in the US, it airs on Tuesdays on the CW. In Australia, we get it on Thursdays on Binge. But what I did just hear, though, after episode five airs, the show is going to go on hiatus until May. This is due to disruptions from COVID in the US. So instead of getting episode five of Superman and Lois that following week, you will instead get the season premiere of Supergirl, which will be the start of the final season. All right. I'm okay with that trade-off. Like I'll get you still get some super action just from Supergirl instead of Superman. <laughs> but you're still going to get that full 17 episodes in season one and then season two. Oh, there you go. It's all happening. You probably mentioned like one of the great things. I think most people have seen that pilot. The opening, and you get the homage to Action Comics 1, which was Superman's debut. And you see the hero being depicted as holding up the green car he's got the classic golden age costume which we get to see for the first time in live action beautifully done absolutely loved it that was a great opening to the pilot and then there's many more things to enjoy if you've not seen it we've if not in this first season or in season two which is coming out like if they can give us more flashbacks of him in that suit that would be fantastic the new suit is great. I really like it. Also yes. pretty fantastic. But yeah, Give us that, more that, Golden Age. That would be cool. Speaking of Golden Age, John Wesley Ship is the guest star on Stargirl as the Golden Age Flash. So this is a character that John Wesley Ship has played on The Flash. And he's had many characters on that show. First he played Henry Allen, Barry's dad. And then we got him as the Flash from a different Earth. But this is pretty cool. We didn't know if we were going to get him back as the Golden Age Flash, but now we will. Whether it's the same version of the character or a different one, 
doesn't matter. Give us more of him as the Flash. Jay Garrick plays a role in a pivotal flashback episode that establishes the Golden Age Flash as a member of Earth 2's Justice Society of America. So we've seen that that character exists in that first season, but now we're going to actually get to see him in action. This Stargirl, it, it's like a different, even though it's the same Arrowverse, it's a different Earth, yeah? Is that the whole, this the whole does play? Yeah, this does take place on a different Earth, but then as part of Crisis, it shows that these different Earths are existing simultaneously so let's not get bogged down by all of that just know that (laughs) let's let's say all the arrowverse shows are earth one that includes you know we just talked about superman and lois star girl is earth two right so that's what i mean (laughs) i don't know if the version of jay garrick we're going to get john wesley ship playing in star girl is going to be the same one that we had on the flash who knows who cares give me more golden age flash. <laughs> what i'm gonna do is just move on to some marvel stories because it all makes a little bit more sense to me all right the <laughs> the first installment of a marvel studios new doc series assembled uh looks at the making of wonder wonder vision and will air on march 12th on disney plus so that if you're listening to this, the day the episode goes out is in two days' time. So although it's news that is literally a couple of days after I post this episode, it's worth noting because the assembled show is what Marvel or Disney Plus is putting out as a two-week buffer in between their Marvel Studio shows. So each time, because they essentially want it, so you're going to get an MCU show every week but instead of them going back to back you're going to get a two-part docu-series between each one which is pretty cool it's a good way of doing it i'm just hoping though that it's better than marvel legends did you see oh, that, that was, disney that was a posted that was the falcon and winter soldier episodes early but i've got to be honest i didn't get past winter soldier not winter soldier wonder vision wonder even what am I saying? Yeah. I didn't get past yeah. that first one with Wonder. Do you know what, like, what they what they PC it like? Okay, cool little like things that they had there, and you know, I probably would have been like, cool. I'll tell you, oh yeah, that was, that was nice. If that's what they had advertised and told us that they were putting out, a different thing, like handy for someone who just wants a quick catch up. I get it; it's useful. But you can find shit like that on YouTube if you want. <laughs> like it, it's no different. Maybe really angry. They advertise it as a new <laughs> show. Why? Just say, hey, we're putting we're putting some bonus videos up on Disney Plus just to catch you up on WandaVision, uh, Wanda and uh, Vision's adventures before WandaVision launches. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, I mean, but this prepared. assembled show sounds more in line. This as is you say, what yeah, we this is a we making of WandaVision essentially, which is cool Vision. because it had an ad, it had posters, and it was just yeah, nothing nuts. <laughs> but this is this is essentially just a, like a bonus episode of this is like the special features of WandaVision that we're getting that airs over uh, two weeks. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Loki. We know the show is coming to Disney Plus. The premiere date has been pushed back from May to June eleventh. 
to be honest, I just lost track of all dates and stuff, especially it's hard. With everything moving or yeah. It is, it but, is hard. Oh, look, June eleventh, concrete. Yeah, June eleventh in that it's a, it's it's established a concrete date. Cool, and it's in line with what like Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier wrapping up. Then well, the remember, assembled episode. Be, exactly. You're getting two <laughs> offer. Right. It's, uh. it's a good plan by Marvel. But for the, like a year of us having Disney Plus, like we talked about it many times on the pod, mm. we we're pretty much paying for The Mandalorian and The World According to Jeff Goldblum. That's yeah, essentially what we were paying for each month. Where is I mean, now? You, you enjoyed some DuckTales. It was great. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah ah, a bit it's... of gargoyles and tails. <laughs> but the thing is... Now it's hard to keep up because there's there's so much stuff and whether it's Marvel, the Star Wars, and they're putting out more original movies, to now they're finally getting into the into the swing of things. But yeah, to go from One Division, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, and then straight into Loki. Said that weird Loki. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> I know, I know. I thought I better better call myself out on that one. But yeah, no, good times. That's very exciting, um, and you know what? You know what? They'll continue to to do what they're doing in with Star Wars, you know, following the Mandalorian. Um, Star Wars Obi Wan, uh, Indira Varma will follow her Game of Thrones co-star Pedro Pascal into the Star Wars universe. Varma has joined the cast of the upcoming Obi Wan series in a mystery role. Have you ever seen the BBC series Luther, starring Idris Elba? I, I know of it. I haven't oh, actually watched it. So but I... It is fantastic. That is the only thing I know this actress from. She plays his ex-wife. Terrible character. Really annoying. I mean, you know I missed Game of Thrones. So I don't really should know. We, should we get it. onto Game of Thrones? I don't want to. You and I both. I don't want to. We've got <laughs> access to it on Binge, but I don't want to. Like it's right there. It's sitting. It's sitting there. I remember when it first aired, and I think I've talked about it on here before. I did seven episodes, and I couldn't. Better than I got. I got. I gave it three. Yeah. People love it. It's a thing, isn't it? Oh, that, yeah, it's great. With my kids, oh, yeah. I, I've just started watching the Harry Potter films, which is yeah. something I didn't think I'd do. We've only got as far as the second one, and we'll probably can only really do the PG ones. And it gets like M, I think maybe at four or five. But I've started Uh, watching them with the kids and and the fun. I think I really enjoy how British they are, but I'm enjoying them. Whereas (laughs) Harry Potter and Game of Thrones, I just never watched them. Although, from what I have seen in Game of Thrones, it's full of northerners like me. So maybe there is something for me to enjoy there. But why are we talking Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah, I did it. You, you. I cause that derailment. Just talk about to, more Star Wars. Yeah, let's go back to Star Wars. Uh, specifically, Star Wars The Bad Batch. The Clone Wars spin-off series is coming to Disney Plus on May 4th, 2021. See what they did with the date there? Very clever. May the 4th uh, be with you. That's it, Star Wars Day. Hello. Honestly, Clone Wars, it's ridiculous how far behind I am. I decided... That, you know, with the excitement of watching Mandalorian, I was going to watch Star Wars again, but from the beginning and do it in chronological order. I did Phantom Menace. Okay at times, but for the most part, not the best. Attack of the Clones, awful. 
And then I watched the Clone Wars movie, and the idea was going to be that I was going to watch the whole of the Clone Wars animated series, then do episode three, A New Hope, and onwards. <laughs> I got as far as the pilot episode of Clone Wars. I liked it, but there's just so much of it. So the like bad the pi- batch, like the, like it's the going to take me movie. years. No, I watched like the, the movie. Right. And I'd seen it before at the cinema, but it was the that season one premiere of the Clone Wars TV series. And right. I watched it, and again, I did like it, but then realized there's like 22 episodes a season. I just got overwhelmed and stopped. <laughs> so the Bad Batch, God knows when I'm going to get around to watching this one when it finally airs. 2021, that should give me some time. <laughs> it is this year, you realize that, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. It is 2021. Oh, 2020 <laughs> was such a year. It felt like we were never going to get out of it. <laughs> oh, mate, I've got no chance at all. I want to be in March. Two months, no. man. you got two months. It's not going to happen. I'm too busy watching other stuff. Oh, well. Will you be watching the uh, Terminator anime series, which is in the works from Netflix and Skydance? Rhetorical question. Oh, okay, yeah. well no, 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 I can answer no. it. I can answer it. Well, yes. Okay, cool. Well done. The Batman co-writer, Matson Tomlin, will act as a showrunner and executive producer on the show. I really like Terminator. I don't watch anime. But it's Terminator. Terminator, Because they've just put out a... That's anime, isn't it? The Pacific Rim series that's just been released by Netflix. Is that anime? I came across that. Yeah, it looked like anime. Yeah. I don't know. I'm more inclined was to was a Pacific out. Rim uprising or something? I don't know. Some, that was some the movie. Oh, like shit. Dark Sun or something. I'm more I was inclined... like some stupid name like uprising. <laughs> no, that was the theatrical movie starring John Boyega. I'm more inclined oh. <laughs> to, to watch Terminator anime than Pacific Rim anime, but who knows? Look, whether it's anime or whatever, it's like, I'm all, I'm all forever, like just an animated, animated Terminator thing. I mean, if it's the machine, All right. it doesn't matter if it's anime or not. Anyway, I'm, yeah, I'll check it out. I will check it out. Um, oh, here's one for you. The Simpsons has been renewed for season 33 and 34 at Fox, taking the series all the way to 757 episodes total. I think we got to a point at some point where when The Simpsons gets renewed, it's not news anymore. It's just like this yeah. is news. Though. This is news. it would be. It would be news if it got cancelled. <laughs> like that okay. would be. So, but look, when... I'm, I'm still watching. I'm still watching The Simpsons. Avid fan, lifelong fan. I mean, you know, I come back for the the um, special blanking. Uh, what, what the Halloween special is called? Something. Oh, the Treehouse of Horrors. There you go. I'm so out of sync with The Simpsons. Like, they've always <laughs> been my favourite. I forgot what it was called. That's embarrassing. <laughs> So if they announce or when they announce season 34, we will not be talking. No, they've done that. Season 35, we will not be talking about it on the pod. We will only what, like, talk about The Simpsons again if and when it's cancelled. That's right. Uh, all other controversies aside. Um, at this stage, they at least need to do one more season, 35. If they ever cancel the show, it has to end on a, on a, on a nice clean number, a five- a 10. Back, the Simpsons. The <laughs> Simpsons mean, legacy, right? Yeah, yeah. 34 seasons. Like, what a what a ridiculous number to end on. 
I've got it's to go an to impressive 40. number, like all the same. Yeah. Like it's an impressive number. Thirty-four. I've got to go to forty. But then if they go to forty, that's like you might as well. They've got to go to fifty. Who's still watching? I know you are, but come on. Oh yeah, no people are watching. Look, if it wasn't profitable, I wouldn't be. It's all Disney, mate. It's all Disney, deep pockets and all that. I think, honestly, most people, if you were to ask them, do you like The Simpsons? They would say yes. A follow-up question, do you still watch it? They'd say no. Yeah. That's how I I feel about it. it, it, It's weird because we have Disney Plus and we have all these episodes at our disposal. On TV, you know, free air television. The other day, they were playing some classic episodes, you know, like from season four and, and like, they're just so good. They're just so good. And the ones now are like, they're fine, but they're just not the same. I used not to love it. And I remember as a kid, like, my mum would take me and my sister up to the local video shop and they would be allowed to pick anything to watch, you know, from the kids section. But in the kids section, they'd have the Simpsons VHS. It was like a handful of episodes per tape and, and just... As a rule, my mum would always say, nope, you're not allowed to watch it. So when I was a kid, The Simpsons was this show that I wasn't allowed to watch, but I could watch most other stuff within that, you know, so I watched Goonies and, you know, other, like, you know, family yeah, yeah. movies. But, but it was like Simpsons, something taboo. Yeah, it was that thing where it's like, my mum strongly disliked The Simpsons. I was never allowed to watch it. So when I was able to sneak episodes, it, it always, it was this edgy thing. And now it's just still going. It's still going. <laughs> But it used to be something else, and now it isn't. But, you know, mm. similar thing could be said for Family Guy. I don't know what season they're up to, but they're still going. And they used to have jokes at Simpsons' expense, say, even though it was all Fox. Like, you know, where what you used to be, where the new edgy, you know, animated show. But that's, again, Not even still close. going. Um. <laughs> oh, no, of course it's not. Of course it's not. Like, it's never been, you know, close to Simpsons' in its prime, but for a time, like the family guy was great. It was a good show. All right. Um, Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge have teamed up to create and star in Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a new series based on the 2005 film that will stream on Amazon Prime video in 2022. I've got time to re-watch that original movie. I, 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 yeah, definitely have a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The creatives involved does I'd be interested. And what I did here, apparently, it was a big bidding war on who was actually going to get this show. And that's got to be more to do with the talent than the show. I mean, the movie's good. I enjoyed it. It, like, ruined a relationship in real life. But the movie, for whatever it is, you know, what it is, it's... <laughs> It's fun, you know, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. But instead of that, we're going to get Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I mean, you wouldn't think that this would be a property that would lend itself to be a TV series. Not but, at all. Okay. And... and if you think about it, it's a kind of reunion as well from Solo, a Star Wars story, because Phoebe Waller-Bridge voiced the droid who was very much in love with Lando Calrissian. Wasn't there like the, didn't they, wasn't there like implied sexy times between the two of them? So they're going to bring that history to this show. There we go. Mm, Good stuff. Mr. and Mrs. Smith on the small screen. Star Wars is weird, eh? Anyway. (laughs) Always has been. I mean, look at that first movie. Brother and sister having a snog, you know, it's all happening. 
we're getting an Adam's Family TV series on Netflix. It's going to be live action and directed by Tim Burton. The focus of the show will be Wednesday Adams. First up, Tim Burton, Adam's Family, I think is a pairing made in it's hell. Uh, like, in hell? <laughs> oh, yeah, but perfection, like, though. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I just didn't want to say heaven. I feel like okay. uh, it's, I, it's so I dark. I was implying a mistake. No, it's so one of those good. Things, when I heard that Tim Burton is developing a Adam's Family project, my first thought was, hasn't he done it already? It just seems like this yeah. is something. Well, that's, it just goes hand in hand. The next question would be, why? Why hasn't he done this already? Why? <laughs> it didn't I mean, make so much sense. He's doing it now. And we have heard for a while that he was looking to develop Adam's family for the small screen. But it's focusing on Wednesday Adam's in particular. So I'm assuming other family members are going to be present, but she's going to be the focus. The show will be a coming-of-age comedy. It's a sleuthing, supernatural, infused mystery charting Wednesday Adams' years as a student at Nevermore Academy. My concern with this, though, and I guess I shouldn't be concerned because it's Adams Family and Tim Burton together. Netflix, Academy for the Dark Arts, or kind of, I'm thinking Sabrina. That's where my mind goes. The show that's coming to an end. I don't want this to just be the new Sabrina. Right. I'm sure it won't be with Burton in control. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we go. I mean, either way, it sounds it sounds pretty cool. Well, that's it for TV news. Now on to the recommend section. And we've not done this for a very long time. There's been so many times, or so many things, should I say, since October. And I've thought, that would be a good recommend. I just have to hold on to it. But I'll let you go first. You what think, have you got to recommend? You think after how many months has it been that I would have so many things? And I, I swear to God, there were many things I was like, oh, this would be a good recommend at this time. At this time, yeah, no, it would, and I've forgotten every single one of them. And today, I've been scrambling trying to think of something, and I legit have like not come up with something. Well, I've come up with one thing. Oh, but good, I've got, that would be like, a, yeah, a, a no, big no, I mean, I've got something, <laughs> but I feel like there were so many things that yeah. I've watched and experienced and got. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, but the literally the the latest show that I've watched um, that we've just me and the wife finished up just uh, like two nights ago. Or whatnot, uh, was the flight attendant. It did come out a while ago, I think at the end of last year. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was a pretty nifty show. Um, it's a HBO Max show, but for us, you can access it on Inge. Um, Kaylee Quaco is in the title role as the flight attendant. Uh, she wakes up one morning. The guy that she spent the night with is that she met on the on the plane she was servicing uh, is dead for some reason. She cleans up, pretty much runs, and uh, it's uh, entangled in a web of lies, deceit, conspiracy, all sorts. It's pretty pretty bonkers. You know, there's a bit of there's charm to it. It's pretty funny. 
the the score and the opening credits are all fun. Like I liked it. I think the eight episodes long, one season so far, I think it's been renewed for a second, which I'm like, by the end of it, I was like, no, it's done. Leave it alone. No, 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 no. It's yes, it's been renewed for a second. It's based on very it's a book, isn't it? Or a series it of is. books? Yeah, it's based on a book. I'm very excited to see where it goes. I've been raving about the show for so long. Easily one of the best shows of last year. And I remember I went to talk to you about it and you'd not seen it at that point. Yeah. Life and I just consumed this last year. It is so much fun. Kaylee Kuko, you'd know her as Penny from Big Bang Theory. She did that for, what, 11 years? And she... 12. She, oh, wow, 12 years. And she played that part well, you know, what was expected of her. And she's been voicing Harley Quinn for, you know, the DC animated series. But in this, she shows so much range. It's like, wow. Yes. Like, she has been capable of so much more for so long. And this she is where is, she's starting to shine. Oh, man, she they could have cast Melissa phenomenal. McCarthy in this, and it could have been her moment. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you're going all, like before Big Bang Theory, you can go back to uh, Eight Simple Rules. Yeah. She was the, the daughter in that. Oh, I don't know she about Charles, but I know she was the daughter in that. But what I'm saying is, like, she's got this history of just doing comedies, sitcoms. And then something like this comes along, and she's she's able to deliver on all the comedy, but she can do everything else as well. Like she's playing the character in this. Like she's carrying around so much trauma. Like, oh man, she is fantastic in this. And I love everything about it. And you mentioned the, the score. It's Blake Neely who does all the CW shows, all the flash and arrow and all of them. Uh, this is a Greg Belanti produced show. He also does all the Arrowverse shows. There you go. That's, there's that connection sort of it's, thing. It's excellent. Excellent. Great recommend. And as you say, here in Australia, it's available on Binge. So my recommend, it's one that I recommended to you already. And I could have just sat here and recommended Superman and Lois, but I kind of figured we'd talk about it already. (laughs) I'm going to recommend the book that I'm still in the process of reading, but really enjoying. Wild and Crazy Guys by Nick Dissemlian. If you recognize his name or his name is familiar, like for me, he contributes to Empire Magazine. He's been on their podcast like many times over the years. But this book, it's focusing on the behind the scenes story of the iconic funny men who ruled 80s Hollywood. I'm talking Bill Murray, Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, and Eddie Murphy. And the beloved films that made them stars, including Animal House, Caddyshack, and Ghostbusters. This book is absolutely fantastic. And I mentioned it's behind the scenes, and it really is. But it's from people that were there, and not from the people that was bringing them coffee. We're talking directors, writers, uh, co-stars. <laughs> it's, all, it's all here. It's so well put together. And admittedly, it's taken me quite a while to get through this book. But the reason why is because I keep purposely pausing because as we're going throughout the years and we'll get to certain films, I'm also for like an added experience, I'm revisiting most of these films mentioned in in the book. And it's is been that why you keep watching like a lot of fun. movies. Yeah, like, man, like spies. I keep wondering, spies. Like, what's made you <laughs> want to watch that? And I guess that's the answer. <laughs> If these guys are involved, I went back to Meatballs with Bill Murray. Um, it's just been a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And, you know, Eddie Murphy, and we recently did a review of 
coming to America, the new one. And it's all, it's all in here talking about the original and it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's talking about a lot of these iconic films and comedians, but at a time where they weren't that yet. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic and a great read. And I could not recommend it enough. That is Wild and Crazy Guys by Nick Dissemblian. Now, as always, we like to close out on some trivia. I did struggle, to be honest. So I thought what I would do, I'd keep it Superman specific, but more specifically, Superwoman, who could be a character maybe, Jason, you're not familiar with. Everybody knows Supergirl, but there's other versions of characters out there. The characters of Lois Lane and Lana Lang have both taken the mantle of Superwoman in the comics, more recently during the Rebirth event. When the overcharged Superman exploded, the two women gained superpowers after the blast struck them. Other characters to have become Superwoman include Lois's sister Lucy and Kara Zor-El Supergirl. So this okay. is something that could potentially, like we've already said, like Superman and Lois is going to a second season. This is something that has appeared in the comics previously. Who's to say they don't start looking at this type of story for the TV show? Imagine being that one kid in that family then who doesn't have powers. Mom has powers. Sorry, John. Powers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a nice touch. That Jordan was named after Joel. I did like that. And then you've got obviously Jonathan named after Jonathan Kent. Yeah. Nice touches there. But yeah, who's to say? Like, we may get Superwoman. We know we've got Lana Lang on the show. And that's my trivia. I ran through a lot of the topics we're going to be talking about today, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the trivia that I came up with. Well, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Street Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstreetpodcast.com. And if you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Coming to America course the 2021 movie that i've mentioned a handful of times already this episode rewind and review also went back to 1988 to revisit the original coming to america and sounds like comics having kept busy during the movie show hiatus as an, an abundance of recent episodes the latest daredevil from 2003 and stay tuned for our upcoming review of chaos walking You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon.